Brilliant Misfits, Episode 46. You are resilient, brave, beautiful. An interview with Karen Humphreys. And tap into like our intuition or empathy or compassion when we're looking back. You know, I, I love to think that um, I bow to the past for the amazing lessons that it's given me because they're all my blessings. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Welcome, everyone, to Brilliant Misfits, another fabulous episode for you today. Don't forget that you can join the Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, so that you can stay in the loop and stay connected with beautiful women in a private, sacred space where we continue to inspire, encourage, and really hold each other in that space of expanding into our creative possibilities and potentials. Today's guest is Karen Humphreys. Karen is a women's empowerment and wellness mentor. She's an author, a speaker, and a creative spirit. She is on a passionate mission to both empower and awaken your inner goddess. And she has a lot to share with us today. So I'm going to just straight away introduce her and let her come onto the show and talk with you and talk to you about her message, and her mission. Welcome, Karen. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure. I'm so delighted. You know that um, I read about your story and I said, oh, my goodness, this woman <laughs> has to come on the show. So I want to start off with your okay. message. Just share with the listeners what your message is that you have today that you want to share. Yeah, so today I really wanted to focus in on the um, that you know, we are all divinely beautiful souls and no matter what happens to us in our life, um, that we are so resilient, we're so strong and we're so brave. I think sometimes that as women we forget that and nothing that can happen to us, it might feel like it's, you know, it can break us but we can come back from anything. Um, so that's definitely a, a very powerful message that I want to put um, come across with today. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful topic. I really want to explore that a little bit more with you, resilience, because when I hear people's stories or watch stories about the human spirit and that resilience that, you know, they might have gone through really terrible things and that human spirit, the resilience that rises up, it brings me to tears. And I think it's really <laughs> important what you're saying that, you know, we all have it, you know, I mean, we might watch it in other people, but we all have this inner strength and resilience. And I think it's true as women, sometimes we might fall tend to fall more into a victim mentality rather than to draw on that strength, mm -hmm. that inner strength that we do have. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe this is a good time to just share a little bit about your background with the listeners. And because you have come out of dark times, <laughs> and I think it's important to to know that no matter how dark the times are, that we can actually rise up. Definitely. My life mantra is actually out of darkness comes colour because for so long I was in the dark uh, while I was going through an intense time in my life. 
Um, and one day, well, different steps along the way as well, but one day I, I was in the darkness and I literally woke up um, and I, see, I saw speckles of colour. Um, and that was sort of like my starting of, of my real journey uh, back to myself. So my story starts at um, I was 23 and I just um, met and moved in with the love of my life. Um, I was working in a job I wasn't overly um, happy with. Um, I know that wasn't my soul's purpose. And um, I started to get really ill. I started to have like um, gastroenteritis very severely and it just didn't seem to go away. And... Um, yeah, by the time I was 24, I was uh, very ill. I weighed um, 43 kilos, which is about 94 pounds, six and a half stone. Um, I had um, issues with my eyesight. I had like a memory loss, severe panic attacks. Um, yeah, my, my body was shutting down because I couldn't obviously digest food. Everything was going through me. Um, I, don't, I really don't know how I got through that time. And then it all came to a halt with all these symptoms of the uh, eyesight issues and neurological symptoms, and I ended up um, being sent to the hospital. My husband and my doctor didn't think I was going to come out of the hospital, and unfortunately I was uh, sent away. <laughs> Um, just with an injection and, you know, at that time I, I still had 13 years to realise that I was living with a, a rare genetic um, connective tissue uh, disorder. So at that time I went home and I was very broken. Um, my head was absolutely in excruciating pain. Um, I literally thought I was going to die. Uh, they did give me a, a brain scan to see if I had an aneurysm or anything like that, but yeah, I had to even wear like a towel around my head because it was just so intense. I couldn't sleep. Um, yeah, I, I totally had a mind, body and spirit breakdown. And I truly also, I just didn't want to be in this world anymore. It was horrendous. I, I really didn't know how to pull myself out of it. Um, but uh, my husband said to me one day, you know what, I thought you were made of tougher stuff. I thought you were Irish, being of Irish descent. You get to be strong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stubborn. I thought you were stubborn Irish. And, you know, I got off the phone that day and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you, you know, you are strong. You, you're going to fight this. You're going to come out of this. You're going to fight it. Anyway, my husband, my beautiful or boyfriend, then boyfriend, now husband, he made me shakes every day um, so that I could put on the weight. It did take many years to put all the weight back on. Um, I started to do um, NLP and uh, meditation and I had this uh, visualisation and this is where colours come into my life um, significantly. Um, I imagine myself um, as a very successful businesswoman at 60, uh, around about the age of 60, sitting in front of a fireplace with two children. I don't know if, you know, I imagine they were mine um, and I was a successful businesswoman and yeah, and I'm wearing a yellow jacket, which is, you know, the colour yellow is a symbolism a symbolism of, um, you know, uh, power, you know, uh, strength. Um, so I really drew on that image because I didn't know and anyone else really didn't know if I was going to make, you know, 25, let alone, you know, 30. Um, and I had to really retrain my brain um, with how I thought, 
because I, I just couldn't cope with anything. I couldn't even cope like watching television or anything. My mum came to look after me at the time. I could hardly brush my hair. Um, it was just really horrendous time. But like little steps by going to when I was a little bit better, um, the meditation and doing the NLP. I had like NLP counselling and I also had um, I did the NLP practitioner course and I think that really saved my life. Um, because of being so down. I also uh, uh, got a lovely clear quartz crystal at the time from my NLP teacher's shop and I just, some days when I just felt so hopeless at that time, I just was able to put one foot in front of the other and hold on to my crystal and think of my uh, my angel, you know, that was on my shoulder. I always think it's my grandmother uh, that is, you know, had passed away. And so... Yeah, that was a really uh, significant time. And after that, I still had panic attacks for quite a long time and anxiety that that was going to come back and I was going to die. Um, I went, I managed to go back to work part-time. Um, and, yeah, I, I sort of was just managing myself. I, I was on a lot of, um, and my joints were still bad, so I was at a chiropractor for a long time um, after that time. But I was just managing, like, just to go to work, but I was still on a lot of medication, you know, to stop a lot of the diarrhea and gastro symptoms and nausea, and um, and they didn't know what was wrong with me. So I even went to a psychiatrist thinking it was obviously in my head, you know, I had a lot of mental issues. So, um, but that didn't work well. He had a weird, uh, was it Freud? <laughs> Freud. Um yeah, interesting uh, theory on, you know, you, you didn't suck the mother's breast, so you're angry and, you know, I'll have to be with him for a lifetime to deal with my, you know, issues. But I, I pushed forward and, yeah, so I we ended up going to England to live uh, for my husband's study and for work. And, yeah, I was just managing. It was still very hard to get to work and just manage, like, day by day. It was I was really just surviving um, you know, going to do basic things out outside of work or eating lunch was just, you know, it was getting harder and harder each year. And um, then I met a physiotherapist who uh, said, I think you've got uh, this condition. And I went to a, um, a, a rheumatologist that specialises in the disorder. And, yeah, I got diagnosed with a joint part but I still was being told that basically I just had IBS um, and even a doctor said to me, oh, they're not connected, you know, IBS and um, this connective tissue disorder I have. And so, you know, a few more years go on and I'm basically housebound apart from the physio appointments that I can get to and that's made me so hypermobile now that I, you know, can hardly use my hands, you know, to write with only for a few seconds at a time. I'm using a stick. I've had to use a wheelchair. Can hardly go out at all. I'm on so many Imodium, like nearly up to 15 a day if I got out. Took me you know, hours and hours just to get out of the house. Um, and then, yeah, a few years when I know finally um, I was able to see a neurogastroenterologist that uh, specialises in the connective tissue disorder and it definitely was a link and they sent me for some, oh, he did some treatments um, but unfortunately uh, they didn't work and then I had another test and they actually uh, showed that, yeah, my colon was damaged in different areas and another year or so went past 
and I finally was admitted to hospital because I was only eating like or could only drink like chicken stock at the time. But when they did that colonoscopy, it showed that I had um, my insides were like um, inflamed as a Crohn's patient. No wonder why I couldn't hardly eat. Um, so it wasn't a very good life and I really didn't have really much of a future um, living that way, you know, not being able to eat and things like that. What was it it that kept you going and um, and having hope or, you know, what what helped you? Was there like maybe something that you practiced or that you just felt inside you that you weren't going to give up or what was it that kept you going through this really terrible dark time because you're completely not in that space now? No, no. Um, I think it was... um, I, I had a lifelong dream at 16. I did work experience at the university. You know, I always wanted to be a journalistic photographer um, and do writing and and do a degree. And I started doing a degree, um, which is through the Open University via their disabled um, student. They do like a, they help you out, so they get invigilators to your home and give you special like voice activation. So every day I got up and I I did as much as I could. Um, so my husband was one of the big things for getting me up and my and then, um, you know, studying as well. Um, it gave me something to focus on. Um, and I, when I first started my uni degree, I just felt like I'm home, you know. This is me. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, I was really lost in the, the other jobs that I was working in. Um, and then I also uh, started to do a lot of chakra work. Um, and use a lot more colour, you know, meditation again, uh, working with crystals. And, yeah, I, I got to the point of having um, the, uh, the uh, needing surgery. Um, you know, they offered several surgeries, but really they, you know, they weren't going to work. Um, so I ended up opting to have a, a colostomy, which is a, like a stoma put on your stomach where you wear a pouch. Mm. Um, so your perma- your body's permanently and structurally changed, you know, for the rest of your life. And I, they, they were telling me it's probably, you know, might not work. And I just had to use my gut and my intuition that I just knew that it was going to work. And the neurogastroenterologist thought, oh, no, you know, he didn't really want me to have it. And I actually ended up having to speak to the stoma nurses and colorectal surgeons, and they, they gave it, ended up letting me have the surgery. Um that's so, so important to listen to our intuition, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I just knew for some reason I knew it was going to be all right. I just had this feeling and I said that to the neurogastroenterologist when he sort of shrugged his shoulders and I said, oh, it's going to be all right. And I, I did email him later on but he never really responded but that colorectal surgeon probably saved my life, <laughs> you know. Mm. I love what you said before, too, that, you know, what helped you was to focus on something you enjoyed. So when you started studying, you found, like, there was some joy in that. And that was really part of a turnaround for you at that point, wasn't it? Yes. And I studied things that I wanted to because it was a a degree that I uh, could pick and choose the subjects. So I studied creative writing, which I was always a a writer since I was a little girl. and, And those things... Writing's always helped me. You know, I used to write poetry, and I and I've uh, written some poetry that was um, published to make uh, raise funds for the condition. Um, so 
you know, writing has been a big thing and I also did um, a study of art, which I loved all the colours and what the colours meant. Um, and then through that, that I ended up going to do it like a colour therapy diploma as well um, because I was so interested. And I also did health and social care and I got a um, really good mark for that. I got a distinction and that was all about really prevention and looking after ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, really thrived on that subject because I really love working with people. And I did work with people before, but it really wasn't doing or helping them with my true calling in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, uh, I want to service and help, uh, you know, be a service to women um, and other people, you know, with health issues as well that do want to listen to my messages. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely listening to my intuition, um, being creative, having that creative spirit and allowing that to come out, you know, because I was only really using as a teenager um you know, writing poetry and that to to let it come out, and photography. Mm. So I definitely feel like being creative, using uh, chakra healing, uh, colour therapy, crystals. And and even when I was in the hospital the night before the surgery, um, you know, I was intensely feeling sick and nervous and things like that, but I I brought my uh, crystals in with me and and I did meditation over and over and over and over again. You know, I just did it and it helped me to get through. Um, I went through a little bit of a dark time after I had the surgery because I thought I would be all right with it, but you can never really um, know how you're going to feel, you know, when something like that happens and your body changes and you're grieving. You know, I was grieving for my bum and I thought that was funny, but we all take that for granted, our normal functions. Yeah. You know, and here's me, I lost that. And, I, you know, I lost so many years in, in my life, the most fertile years where people were thriving and I was just surviving, you know. But I just I just didn't let it. Some days I did feel really, you know, very. it was very hard to pull through some days. But I think the spirit within me and I know that I have a greater purpose and that was probably what was pulling me forward that, Somehow I was going to make it and I was just going to be determined and and using those lovely creative um, expression, you know, tools to help me along the way Mm. Um, and and to my true divine calling, which is to study. I'm a lifelong, you know, student. Um, And then I, you know, got into more angels and things like that. My mum was always into them Um, and she passed away not long after my surgery so I really, there were stepping stones really to my, you know, my my spiritual awakening, but um, that really helped me a lot to feel closer to her when I connected to, you know, the archangels. Mm. So, and then little bit by bit, I just did little things and I kept up all my spiritual practices and then we ended up moving back to Australia and um, I did a course called B-School uh, two years ago and I knew that I wanted to empower women and I was making like fertility bracelets and, and, and selling things like that but only on a, like a really a hobby kind of basis, nothing a real business because I really wasn't, you know, well enough. Um, and I did everything I could like chronic pain courses. Um, I really just didn't let myself sit there and feel sorry for myself. 
Yeah, I think that's a really important point. I mean, it's easy to do. I mean, we've all been there in various levels and degrees of feeling, you know, the darkness and, and not knowing how to go forward. But I think what you're saying, and I think that's why I really wanted you to be on the show, is that, you know, even if we're feeling that, to find a way, and I love what you touched on, because you touched on, you know, using your intuition, getting creative, getting into art, mm-hmm. finding something that you really enjoy, whatever that is, and that gets you on your true mm-hmm. path, your true purpose. It does. I'm getting I'm getting tinkles all over my body with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such a true message. <laughs> now, you know? I want to I talk a little bit about what you're doing today to empower and awaken the inner goddess. Yep. Now, can you just give us your definition of what you mean when you say inner goddess? Yep. So, like, I believe that we all have, um, you know, beautiful colors within us, um, which, you know, strength and beauty and um, power and so I want to awaken um, those up so that the modern-spirited woman can actually, you know, be a really um, or step into her own power and uniqueness um, so that she can shine, you know. I, I think f- like, I, like I know myself, I have been so living a very shy life or, you know, keeping out of the shadow, keeping in the shadows, um, I want them to be awake and be mindful of, you know, the life that they're living today because life is so precious. You know, we take it so for granted. So, um, yeah, being, you know, to awaken, um, you know, the beauty in every aspect um, that they are as a woman, you know, that they're, they're – it doesn't matter if you, you know, have lost a breast or you have a wear a bag on your stomach, um, you know, it, or a scar, you have a scar on your face. You know, people might say things, and I've had a lot of horrible things said to me for having wearing a bag on my stomach, and that's probably why I've, you know, haven't come out and talked about it a lot before. Um, and I want them to realise that, you know, we are beyond our bodies um, and that, you know, we need to look within um, and you know, realize that we have got everything that we need inside of us um, to, you know, be awake and also be empowered to step up and be the person that their soul, you know, is um, that they know that their soul is telling them to be. Because I feel that I know I remember sitting at a desk once, um, a work desk, and I'm like, I feel dead. You know, it might be a very common feeling, but I just felt dead inside. It wasn't my true purpose. Mm, so it's really to yeah, yeah I, want, I can relate to that too. <laughs> yep, yep. I really want them to create a life that they love, mm. um, and be awake in that life, and to embrace every beautiful divine part of them. So you know, yeah, from anything from them being, um, you know, feeling beautiful to realizing how brave that they are. So it's really about for me providing tools. Um, and helping them, you know, mind, body and spirit um, to feel well because I feel that all those things are connected and when, you know, we're truly in alignment with all those things and we're living on purpose and looking after ourselves, you know, in mind, body and spirit, that we can live, you know, be awake and um, be empowered. But when we let it all go, uh, we're not living um, our our 
real truth, you know, and our and who we're really meant to be, you know, and we can feel lost and depressed and all these little things can sneak in. So, I mean, it's a continual journey anyway, what we're on every day. And, you know, we might fix one thing up that we want it, we've been working on and it might come up later on, but it's really just continually working on ourselves, um, you know, with our mind, body and spirit and helping them to be well and, um, and then I feel that that allows us to live, you know, to be awake and, and to be empowered as women and beautiful divine goddesses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love yeah. what you say and, um, you know, that we are more than our bodies. And I think that's such an important message for women because we're so conditioned that we need to look a certain way, that beauty has a certain look. But beauty yes. is not just about the physical body. Beauty comes from within, like you say, and we have everything we need. I wanted to ask you, you know, I think like some of us in our journeys, we go through dark times, we go through periods where we feel really dead, we're working in this job. And I've had that where I'd stare out the window and saying, mm -hmm. oh my God, this, this had, there has to be more than this. And I think that's a very familiar thing. And I think it's an awakening and a calling. And I think sometimes, <laughs> you know, the dark, the darkness that we experience instead of um, feeling victimized by it, that if we could really see it in a different light that, you know, that we are actually being guided to get onto our true path because we're off of it. We're not on it. <laughs> yes. Would you like and to comment on that? Yes, definitely. It's like a winter in our life. Mm. Um, and we all, you know, we have to have the different seasons. So embracing it as, you know, that we have different seasons and each season has its purpose, you know. Um, without the dark times, we can't really appreciate, you know, um, the light or the colour in our lives. Mm. Uh, I feel that we have to have a diverse range of emotions to really experience, um, you know, who, who we're meant to be. And it also, those times let us feel um, and tap into like our intuition or empathy or compassion when we're looking back. You know, I, I love to think that um, I bow to the past for the amazing lessons that it's given me because they're all my blessings, um, so yeah, even though, you know, it might be a dark time and it's a winter, you know, summer will come again. This too shall pass. I used to say that to myself a lot. This too shall pass. So saying little mantras, um, as well, you know, to, um, help to remind us that, you know, that this is just one part and that we can take one step forward. And that one step forward is such a big step in who we're going to be, you know. Even two years ago I never dreamed of, uh, well, I did dream, but <laughs> it's, I'm my expectations of where I am now is beyond anything I could imagine, you know. So I do know that um, beautiful women out there listening can definitely tap into um, their winters and look at um, how they've grown and, you know, what kind of lessons the winters have given them. And let that empower them to move forward in who they are, you know, who, who they want to be. And yeah, so that's that's what I would um, say about that. Yeah. 
That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Karen. I love what you said. Bow to the past. See it as a blessing and that it's actually empowering you to have more empathy, compassion, whatever it is that you've gone through. That's a beautiful thing, bowing to the past and and really counting your blessings and seeing it in that light. That's, That's really incredibly beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so, you know, like when you nearly face death, um, I think it gives you a big shock or when you have like a shock in life mm. it can, um, or a grief or it really just shakes you up. Um, so I feel that everything that, you know, I've gained, it, it took a lot from me but I gained back more. I, it took a lot but I gained more. You know, I'm more empathetic. I have more wisdom, I have more gratitude for just the little things, having a cup of coffee outside, being able just to walk outside my door in a minute flat, little things, you know. Mm. You, can, you can always find a, a blessing in some kind of positive um, out of any situation, even if it's a very hard, you know. Yeah, I think if you have that intention too, like you're saying, if you if you open yourself up and, and intend to see you know, yes. the good or to see the beauty in, in whatever yes. it is, no matter what it is. Definitely, definitely, yes, yes. And yep. I love that story that you shared with us about your husband saying, <laughs> I love that he's called you up on your strength. And um, I, I keep going back to that. It's sort of resonating in me. I think it's important that, you know, we say it to ourselves, you know, we're stronger than we think we are. You know, a lot of times we have this uh, uh, this image of ourselves, but, you know, we can call ourselves up. You know, we don't have to have a husband do it. We can actually, you know, do that ourselves, can't we? I know. And at the time I was just like, you know, my I obviously my nutrients and minerals and nutrients in my body were deplenished and I really wasn't in a good place. And I was sleeping, you know, the signs of depression and everything, and I'm like, I just can't go on, you know, <laughs> and, oh, golly, we can go on. I tell you, we can go on, you know. Just mm. pick yourself out of the bed, just brush your teeth, do one thing at a time to get yourself back, you know. I'm still on a journey. I'm still not fully healed. and um, But, you know, I, I've learned how to um, – I have to – when you walk down a one-way street and sometimes you can't find a way out um, – when you are facing obstacles, you have to learn how to do different things. Like when I did my university degree, you know, I had to use voice activation and I had to, um, you know, do it a different way than most people. I couldn't go. So you have to think about how you can get yourself, you know, out of a situation. Think creative, you know, in a creative, with a creative mind. Um, think outside of the box how you can you know, get yourself out of this situation. Um, but, yeah, I'm very grateful to my husband. Um, he's been an amazing person that's really, um, you know, helped me see a lot what I had in me and I and I really didn't see it at the time. I knew I was strong but I didn't realise how strong. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I and, and also, you know, saying I think this is another important message, you're just sharing so many gems of wisdom uh, Karen, thank you so much. But you know, this is what the show is about, really. It's encouraging us to find our own way, you know, to think outside the box. And maybe we have to do it a little differently, depending on our circumstances. And that's yes. what life is about. It's not just following, you know, doing what everyone else is doing, you have to do what's right for you. 
That's right. You know, I, I, I was talking to my business coach the other day and, and she was saying, you know, I was comparing myself where, <laughs> where people were way ahead of me, but she said, you're, you're, they're apples and you're a banana. And it, <laughs> and it really just got with me because I've had to be flexible. Yeah. You know, I've just had to be flexible. Every day I have to be flexible. You know, the condition makes me um, not know how I'm going to wake up some days. Um to the nature of it so I just have to work with it like at the moment I don't work with one-on-one people because you know I'm still recovering from another surgery and um, other treatments and I'm just like you know I'm gonna I I wrote my you know books and that's the way how I can help people at the moment you know in a year's time I might work one-on-one but at the moment I've got to be flexible and work with my banana yeah, with how, how I move forward in life. You know, I, I'm not going to let anything stop me. <laughs> oh, I just, I'm just loving, loving. I'm actually feeling infused with your strength and your encouragement. So so you don't work one-on-one with people at the moment. No, so not at the moment, let, no. Let's, um, can you share how people can uh, get a hold of your books or yep. other ways that um, that you share yourself and in ways that you help people and help women uh, yep. empower themselves for wellness yeah so previously I have worked one-on-one with people with um, creating bespoke color therapy jewelry but I'm not doing that at the moment um, so I created um, two amazing workbooks um, one's a beautiful free 40 page guide called the empowerment guide for the spirited woman and it's eight secrets to empower um, your mind body and spirit in the modern world and basically, uh, that yeah gives eight uh, secrets um, of you know the things that I use like um, affirmations and crystals and chakras and coloring therapy, you know all about how to get ourselves to creatively express ourselves. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a great free book and introduction on all the things that I offer um, and will be offering as well. And, yeah, there's activities so that people can get a really great introduction on how um, all these great, you know, tools such as colour therapy, chakra and crystal healing and professional relaxation therapies um, can help them, you know, move forward in their lives and to be uh, to be awake and, and awaken themselves and to be empowered and also to have their mind, body and spirit, you know, kept well every day. Um, so that's a great free book that... Um, has been really uh, quite successful um, with the launch and that was just I put that out this year and then um, uh, two years ago I created a book which I also just put out late last year called um, The Awakening of the Divine Goddess A Journey of Self-Discovery a collective workbook of colouring in chakra relaxation and colour therapy activities so basically with that book I took everything that I know about those modalities and made this awesome ebook um which is a a, like an e-workbook so it's digital and basically uh they work you know the modern spirit woman can work at their own pace um doing the activities and it's they have um uh, beautiful specific coloring pages which have been hand designed by this gentleman but i you know i put all the you know what i wanted and everything like that with it and then we go into journaling and uh, affirmations, which are all about, you know, colour affirmations. So we're really getting to the root 
um, you know, of working with our chakras and how color can really empower us. And it's um, because, as I mentioned before, that I feel that our journey is a constant one, you know, of our, our spiritual and uh, life journey, that you can always just, when you want to, come back to the book whenever you want and color in the pages again. Um, so they're the two things that um, I currently have. And I'm, I'm just about to start working on some courses um, and workshops as well, some free workshops and paid workshops. Um, I have done some um, workshops for mindfulness um, colouring therapy for mental health um, in the past. So, yeah, they're the two ways at the moment. Um, so I'm so, so proud of them. They're my babies. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing them. And I will yeah. put the links up on the show yeah. notes so people can go over and have a look and download the free 40-page mm-hmm. guide ebook. I recommend that you do. And also, and you have your website, colorsofthegoddess.com. So I'll also yes. put that link up so yes. people can stay in touch and keep checking in to Definitely. when those courses become available. Yes, yes. So I had some other things happening in my life the last two years. So really, I'm just able now to really fully step up and and um, be 100% present in my business. And so you know, I want to put crystals, you know, um, like empowerment crystals into my shop and things like that as well. So uh, there's going to be a lot happening at the moment. But you know, I have to be very mindful of where I am at the moment and, um, you know, speak my own truth and, and, you know, do as I preach, (laughs) say, you know. Um, So, yeah, it's important that I care for myself, get over the surgery and then, you know, um, help women in the ways that I can at the moment and then uh, moving forward, you know, I know that I'll feel better and better and I'll be able to do more um, workshops and, you know, go out actually and do more workshops and speaking gigs and things like that. That's my plan later on and do meditations and, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can hear your excitement. It's very exciting. And I also hear the message coming through that you just do it at your own pace. And yeah. that's really important for us to hear is that yes. we do it at our own pace. We listen in, um, you know, let go of all that pushing and you can have your yes. vision, but let it unfold in its own divine timing. Yeah. It will happen. We just have to really take care of ourselves yeah. in the process. Yeah, like yoga, make it your own. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. We're just about out of time, Karen, so I want to invite you to, if you could just hold the hands of our listeners and just pass on um, another, I mean, we've already gotten so much wisdom, but just another piece of of, of wisdom from you in how to go about continuing on and, and tuning into our resilience, our strength, and, and keep going. Yep. So I just want them to remind, be reminded that they are so beautiful, they're so divine, that use their and connect into their intuition um, with, you know, things that the universe are bringing um, to them. Listen to the messages and um, definitely connect into themselves and just be very mindful and, you know, just take it easy and remember that you're so beautiful and, you know, it doesn't matter how many identities we have in our lifetime. Remember that you're wise you know, you, you're so resilient and you're strong and you're brave and just keep on putting one foot in front of the other if you're having a dark day and remember to say this too shall pass and always remember that the universe does have your back. <laughs> 
Yes, so, it yes, does. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Deep gratitude to you, Karen, for sharing your story with us. I know that you don't often share it. So I feel really honored that you came on the show today and that you did share it with us. Thank you so much. Many blessings to you. Thank you. I'm so honored that you had me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, and for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.